Welcome to the Sober Sessions Podcast, where I am your host, Connie McMillan, aka the Sobriety Queen, coach, and author. On this podcast, we help kings and queens live purpose, no longer pain. We interview kings and queens around the globe so that you can hear their real life stories to see just how your life too can be transformed. So let's jump on into the episode. Welcome back to the Sober Sessions Podcast. It is your girl, Connie McMillan, and I am giving you guys an update on the move. So those of you that do not know, I have relocated uh, since last year, December, to Georgia from New Jersey. This has been a really, really interesting, uh, trying time in my life. Uh, Those of you that do not know, uh, maybe this is your first time catching the podcast. I am super transparent, so uh, there's a reason for that. I do that so that you, too, will see what's possible for yourself when you stretch, when you get outside of what we call the quote-unquote comfort zone. Uh, So I left New Jersey, uh, also left my full-time job not knowing what the future hold for me in Georgia. I always knew I wanted to live in Georgia. Um, But I just, I left because it was just a time in my life. I said, listen, God, if I don't do it now, when will I do it? God opened up the door, um, moved into this amazing home, three bedroom, two and a half bath. Me and Chancey Poo, if you follow me on Instagram, you've already seen his little cute self. But, uh, I had no idea what I would do in terms of employment. Um, You know, I knew I wanted to do full-time coaching, um, but to be quite honest with you, a lot of times that wasn't working out in my favor, not the way that I wanted it to as far as keeping clients on the books. Sometimes it had to do with the fact that clients just weren't ready um, mentally, Uh, And a lot of times financially, they weren't ready. Um, And then there were other reasons, too, um, that I still don't know the reasons, too. But the bottom line is, you know, that wasn't sustaining my household. And so I began to say to myself, well, God, you gave me this opportunity. You know, I would not, you know, uh, mishandle it. And so I remember saying to myself, listen, if I got to get a Walmart job, I will do just that. Now, you have to remember that I left a corporate job where I was making over $65,000 a year. And, you know, just a single woman, that is a pretty decent salary. And so um, I was willing to put aside, you know, my pride, you know, my education, experience, and all that stuff just to ensure that my household expenses were paid. Um, You know, that's something that I just believe in, you know, uh, sometimes we got to do what we got to do to make sure that things are still in order. And so I remember applying for this job. I met my next door neighbor and she actually worked at Walmart and, you know, she got me the interview and I went on the interview and everything seemed to be great. Uh, the boss that would be my boss, uh, boss to be, we'll say, uh, he and I talked for a good bit and I started offering suggestions on how he could improve, uh, his staff. And, you know, that's just my nature. I'm just a giver. And, uh, he was like, oh my gosh, these are great ideas. Long story short, 
I never heard back from him. <laughs> and so um, I was puzzled. I was just like, well, I don't know what's going on. I remember reaching out to my neighbor saying, listen, it's been, a, you know, almost a week. I haven't heard anything. You know, could you check in for me? And so uh, she did with no problem. She said, absolutely. When I go into work tomorrow, I'll find out. Well, the part that I left out was this part, which is the most important part. Um, after the boss-to-be and I met, I actually met with um, another young lady uh, who the boss-to-be, kind of like his go-to person, and she was very disgruntled, very unkind to me for no reason. I'm just telling it like it is. Uh, she was just very abrupt and, you know, and I understood the reason her, her behavior, not condoning it by any means, but, um, I come from corporate America. So of course I'm not used to working weekends, but I do know that this is, you know, uh, Walmart. So it would definitely require that I step outside of my quote unquote normal routine with regards to working weekends. Cause I, again, never worked weekends in my life. So, um, because I hadn't put that down on the schedule that I was open to working weekends, she just got really nasty. And I just couldn't understand, you know, what was going on and why she was just being so rude. So, um, met with her and, you know, although I didn't like the way she was speaking to me, you know, I'm a whole grown woman and as kind as I am, you know, I will nicely check you. And so I did just that. I, I checked her very kindly uh, and, you know, just let her know, you know, I'm an adult just like you. This would, wouldn't be the way, you know, you'd speak to another adult. So like I said, going back to what I was originally saying that I hadn't spoken, I hadn't heard anything about the job. And um, the next day, as promised, my neighbor had spoken to the boss-to-be not the disgruntled woman because she's not the boss, but she is his go-to person. So she has some sort of uh, say-so. So, so um, I'm laying in the bed. It was a Friday and it was raining cats and dogs. Now, I am the type of person that I don't like to go out in the rain. Uh, I've always been that type of person. Um, I think it's nice from afar when I'm inside, but I don't like to be wet. I just don't like it. And so I remember it pouring and I was saying to myself, I'm not going to anybody's job in the rain. I'm not doing that. And I, and I say that, listen, that's just who I am. We all have a side of us that, we you know, we just stand firm in who we are. Um, so long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Right. And even when I worked in corporate America, I did not go to work if I didn't want to on a rainy day. I just didn't. I would stay home. You know, I would call out sick. I just, that just wasn't my thing. So here I was lying in the bed and I'm saying to myself, uh, I don't think this Walmart thing going to work for me. I don't think this is going to work for me because if we got rain like this, I'm not going to be getting up going because I just don't want to go. So um, my phone rang shortly after that and it was my neighbor. And she said to me, I spoke with the boss to be, that's just called Mike. And Mike said that um, Sharon his, you know, his point of contact, Sharon said that you wouldn't be a good fit for Walmart. Now, of course, I'm chuckling like, <laughs> really? That's what Sharon said to the boss? 
So I said, you know, tell him, Mr. Mike, that uh, he's right. I wouldn't be a good fit. What is the point of the story that I'm, why am I bringing this to your attention now? I am saying all of this to say that sometimes we, one, we don't move um, in situations because we're afraid, right? We don't uh, step out, you know, we're afraid and we miss out on opportunities. Two, we sometimes minimize our own abilities or minimize God's ability to do greater in our lives. So we settle. And that was how I felt. I felt like, yes, I was open to working at a Walmart, but God was saying, no, that is not what I've called you to do. And so I'm saying to you, there is, there may come a point in your life, it may even be right now, where you are saying to yourself, you know, I'll be willing to do anything. It's, it's almost out of desperation, right? And that's, that's no discredit to any of us. Listen, I, again, I take that, you know, the fact that I was willing to humble myself to do what I had to do, right? It's, it's a very frightening experience. I've never worked for myself uh, full time, never. I've always worked for myself part time. And so to operate without a cushion, it's scary. It's scary. There's no other way to say it. And what I love that God will do, he will show up and show out and show you, you know, I am God and God all by myself. I don't need you <laughs> to dumb down your abilities. I don't need you to negotiate what I haven't called you to do. I didn't send you uh, to a place that you desire to go to, to work full time uh, for someone else and forget about your real goals, your heart's desire. And so um, that happened and didn't get the job, obviously. And of course, now I'm saying to myself, okay, God, well, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? And so this opportunity came to me um, through one of my closest friends. I had not been thinking about it. I had no desire to do it. And that is insurance. Now, I'm saying this to you not to sell you. I'm saying this to you to say that opportunities are going to come your way when you're ready, when you're open. Um, you want to be open to the opportunity. You want to be able to say to yourself, ask, ask yourself, you know, what is it that I want? And then be open to the opportunity. So I took my insurance, I studied really hard for about, two weeks, maybe week and a half. I think it was about a week and a half um, for, for my insurance license, life insurance license, and scheduled to take the exam and passed it on the first time. Um, again, I had no idea that I was going to do this, um, but God helped me understand. He helps, he helps all of us understand things backwards. I hadn't even realized that one, you guys know I was married. My ex-husband was a funeral director. Uh, so I had knowledge about how funeral homes operate mostly of your emotions and they definitely increase prices, whether you know it or not. Um, I had personal experiences where I've gone inside the funeral home being a support to my mother when my uncle passed away because I was dating my ex-husband at the time. I remember being a voice for her, telling her, listen, 
let me do all the talking and it being a financial gain to us because I knew what to say and what not to, you know, basically buy into. Um, I remember leaving that that moment right in time when we were in, you know, making arrangements for my uncle. I remember the funeral director saying to me, who do you know in the funeral business? And I was like, my boyfriend. Um, you know, I also worked for Department of Health um, prior to moving to Georgia and worked there for three years. So I knew the ins and outs of, you know, what it is with vital records as far as getting a death certificate, as far as the questions that the funeral home will ask even more even more in detail, um, I already knew that. So to come to this place that I'm at now where I'm offering families the opportunity to make the proper arrangements uh, with the financial assistance that they can bury their loved ones but also have monies left over, right? Um, do it in a way that their family can be supported authentically, right? authentically, uh, not in a way where they will be manipulated, not in a way where their emotions will be, you know, um, played, uh, if you will. And that is how I decided that, you know, okay, this is really where I'm supposed to be. I've written up several, uh, insurance policies, um, for applicants with, people that have COPD, people that are struggling with high blood pressure, diabetes. And it's been incredible to hear the thanks and the praise that I get from individuals that could not get covered with insurance. Um, to know that God has afforded me this opportunity is really, really, really incredible. I'll tell you, I had no idea that I was going to walk this path. And why am I sharing this? Um, obviously, if you need life insurance, I am here uh, registered in this license in the state of Georgia, as well as North Carolina at this time. So um, if that is you and you need it, please reach out. Um, it's just been rewarding. It's been rewarding. So am I saying that, you know, my life has taken a turn. It has. It has. Um, I had no idea sobriety would open up this door, um, but I am most grateful. I'm still impacting lives. I'm still helping people. I'm still, you know, holding the hands of loved ones, praying as always with individuals. And I'm just so grateful to be able to do that. And I say that to you humbly. I say that to you that, you know, Life can throw us some challenges. You know, we don't see where life is going to take us, especially when you're on this journey, you know, drinking and abusing and suffering. You don't see what the future holds. You don't even have a vision, to be quite honest, if you were like me. But I tell you that, I tell you all of this to tell you that there is something greater waiting for you when you decide that sobriety is worth the fight. When you decide that, you know what? Others have come before me and, and probably died uh, with this disease, right? Others have not made it as far as I have. Others have, you know, struggled maybe as much as I have, right? But you get the opportunity to not just say you want it, but put forth every effort that has been afforded you. 
whatever that looks like. If it looks like one-on-one coaching, if it looks like, you know, following someone on Facebook, getting a counselor, whatever it looks like, it's going to look different for everybody, right? God was, was, and still is my resource and my source. He is the only one that has helped me throughout my journey. Uh, I shouldn't say the only one. Let me correct that. He is the main one that has helped me on my journey uh, with regards to abstaining. Uh, The support that I have, uh, that I follow, that I'm connected to has been the additional uh, blessing to my life. So please uh, let me again correct that. God is the main source, but I also have other sources that has been truly, truly a blessing to my life. Uh, life is precious, you guys, and I just want you to know that there is so much more waiting for your life, and you got to fight for it. You've got to fight for it, and you know, although I will not be offering coaching with regards to sobriety um, from this day forward, I will not because my time will be spent with clients ensuring their future um, as well as their their family's future. Um, that is where my, my time will be spent. So you'll see that going forward um, on my social media platforms because that is where I choose to spend my time. Um, know that, you know, this journey has been incredible for me. I've shared as much as I could share about my life. Um, My book is still available for purchase. It'll always be available for purchase. So you guys, uh, if you want to use that as a resource, as a tool, uh, Alcohol Fiends and Sobriety Queen, 25 tips to putting down a bottle and picking up your crown, you may do so. But at this point, moving forward, I am solely giving all of my time to individuals who want and need life insurance, who want to ensure their families are going to be left off in a better state in which they were when they were here. Um, that is it. And uh, so, I mean, you know, this platform is going to be changing again. Um, you know, I'm still praying about what God wants me to share with you all. Um, I don't even feel right just shutting it all the way down. I, I wouldn't feel right doing that. So, but I would say to you, um, you know, I'll be giving out more information in terms of how precious life is and how we are, it's our duty to ensure that we have made the best of it, but also that we don't leave this earth in a place that would be of more painful pain to our loved ones, if that makes sense, right? So um, that is it for this episode. If you guys, again, if you need life insurance, uh, reach out to me. I am here. I love the company that I am uh, affiliated with. Um, Although I am independent, (laughs) um, I love the fact that I can get insurance for just about any and everyone. High blood pressure, not a problem. COPD, as I said before. Um, Anything you think you couldn't get insured for, if you're overweight, not a problem. I mean, just reach out and, uh, you know, definitely would love to help you. Know that I love you, but God loves you far more. Be blessed. Later. Thanks for joining me this week on the Sober Sessions 
podcast. I am so grateful that you decided to listen in. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Sobriety Queen Connie, as well as visit my website, ConnieSMcMillan.com. Those two platforms, you will learn even more and get even more support for your journey to know that you are purpose and not pain. Lastly, I ask that you would be so kind to subscribe to this platform that we will be able to get more information out to you as well as to others. And don't forget to leave us a review so that we can know that we are serving you to the utmost. Thank you so much for being a listener. I am truly, truly honored and humbled to be the servant that God has chosen me to be. Be blessed. Later.